0: Hey, Christian Jordanoff here. Today I want to talk to you about the healthiest fats to eat and the poisons to stay away from. And when I say poisons, talking about fats, I don't mean it in a hyperbolic sense. I mean they're literal literal poisons. I mean that very literally. And It would behoove us for our health and our children's health to unlearn the habits that we have that predispose us to being systematically poisoned by these poisonous fats. And these habits are, I gotta say it, unfortunately, relying on other people to make our food, right? If, if you're buying restaurant food or takeout food or pro- processed food, you are getting an inordinate amount of these poisonous fats that we'll, we'll, I'll discuss. And I'm sure many of you listening have heard this before, but it bears repeating again and again until we really we really have to hammer this home into people. Because I'll tell you, the last kind of few weeks I've been on a little... I've upped my game in terms of protecting myself and my family from PUFAs or polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are the omega-6 and, and um, predominantly the omega-6. And I, just when I, I started analyzing the foods we we're eating on a daily basis in more detail, and I got a little bit of a shock uh, of actually how much more PUFAs or polyunsaturated fatty acids, omega-6s, were actually in our diet, right? I thought thought we had taken them out by not buying, you know, sunflower oil, not not eating much at, you know, crappy restaurants or like being very careful about what you order at the restaurant and not ordering takeout food, not buying things like tortilla chips with sunflower oil or ordering takeout with, you know, God knows what's in it. So when I started analyzing some of the, you know, the pâtés and the just the products that we were using, I, I basically saw that there's a lot more. They're, they're, they're in everything nowadays, right? And not necessarily added, but certain things. For example, just to give an example, duck liver pâté that has a lot of omega-6s. I had bought lard to to use to fry to make potato fries thinking and i hadn't actually used it yet i bought a bunch with the intention to do um potato fries you know like chips <clears throat> which is, i love everybody who doesn't like and it it came to my attention that and i should have no i should have had this realization before but sometimes you just have blind spots when you're going about your day but the pigs that they get the they make the lard from What are they getting fed? Well, most often they're going to be getting fed a bunch of grain, which is very high on omega-6. So that lard, I I looked at the the package. What I do now is I look at the package and they show you total fats and they show you saturated fats. So I'm kind of the opposite. I'm looking at it and the, the smaller the proportion of saturated fat, the less... I want to buy that product or use that product. So I'm like the opposite. the The, the reason they put the saturated fat on the, you know, as a sub sub uh, division of the fats in your food is because of all the saturated fat scare that happened, you know, since the 50s, and it's it's just hung around. But what we and I'm just speaking to myself, not telling this isn't medical advice or anything or or nutritional advice. But what I am doing is I'm actually using the saturated fat amount as an indication that that food is more suitable for a human that wants to stay healthy and you know for for the rest of their life so so let me go over the worst offenders and you can think about are you using these oils or are these fats somehow making it into your diet and I'll give you little pointers <clears throat> where certain things may be in your diet and unbeknownst to you of sorts so we'll start with the with the offenders because there's so many of them right we want to uh, just kind of bring it to your attention in case you still haven't uh, gotten the memo and the, even if you have gotten the memo i know a lot of people i talk to have gotten the memo but they they like me mistakenly think just by stopping buying uh, sunflower oil for home for frying and cooking is enough no we have to remember uh, or sort of take into account how much are you eating food out and how much processed food are you are you buying because <coughs> if it's if it's a substantial portion you could be easily getting 20 30 or more grams of these poofas every day and Why is that bad? Let's actually go over once again why that is bad. Well, these are polyunsaturated fatty acids. So they have multiple double bonds, which makes them sort of bendy or we could say unstable. So they have more places where they can get oxidized by an oxidant. uh, And they can be, it's, it's a process known as peroxidation. They can be damaged just by sitting in your fat cells or just being metabolized by the mitochondria burned for energy in that process that causes a lot of byproducts that can be damaging to cellular organelles to cell membranes just to anything that they are getting contact with or are in close proximity with in close proximity to (laughs) so if these are circulating in your blood a lot, these PUFAs, they can be damaging your endothelial cells, of your basically of your blood vessels, right? They can be damaging your blood vessels. And when you talk about atherosclerosis, atherosclerotic plaques, ba- back in the day, they found cholesterol in these plaques. So they were like, oh, cholesterol is causing this. It's much more likely if not unequivocal, that it's the poof the polyunsaturated fatty acids that are ox- getting oxidized and damaging our blood vessels and our organs. Right? If you look at conditions when there's a hyperlipidemia or a lot of fat, uh, hi- high triglycerides, a lot of fatty acids circulating in the blood, very often there's some type of organ damage. Like in diabetes, there can be there can be peripheral neuropathies and that's a lot of damage being mediated by these uh, fatty acids. The other things, they are also precursors to inflammatory mediators. So let me just quickly bring up ecosinoids. Eicosanoid. So you have your eicosanoids, you have your... Uh, uh, what was it? Sorry. One second. So you have your... Ecosinoids, prostaglandins, leukotrienes, right? So, these are inflammatory mediators that the polyunsaturated fatty acids are precursors to. So, very simply, arachidonic acid can turn into these these things, leukotrienes, prostaglandins. And these are, again, these are inflammatory molecules. They mediate inflammation in the body. So, One of the one of the sort of things that really drives aging and disease and dysfunction in the body is inflammation, oxidative stress, inflammation. These are major things that we want to so we want to reduce and remove all the factors that are causing inflammation. That can be toxins, that can be these PUFAs, that can be you know being in the sun too long. Especially for example, if you have a lot of PUFAs stored on your body. And you're in the sun, or well, the sun is the UV light, is going to damage these and cause literal damage in your skin. So these are very unstable fatty acids you have to remember. And what's really crazy is just as a quick aside before I get into the types of fats. I'm sure you know already most of the, the most common ones, but I for whatever reason I went to Wikipedia and I clicked on an article called Healthy Diet, and in there. There's recommendations by various bodies, including the World Harm Organization, WHO, and they tell you there that you need to your your you should limit your intake of fats to no more than thirty percent of total caloric intake, preferring unsaturated fats to saturated fats. Right. So why are why is disease? Why are people diseased and like in really horrendous shape? And the disease stats are the highest they've ever been, and we're the sickest and unhealthiest as a society we've ever been. Which is because look at the, the 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 recommendations from these these major bodies. They're telling you preferring unsaturated fats to saturated fats, and then the other one that was interesting is if you scroll down the article, Harvard School of Public Health, the first recommendation, and and I, I went to their website just to make sure it's current. This was retrieved 8th of August, 2022, but it's, yeah, it's still the same. They haven't backtracked on any of these. But So eat healthy fats. Healthy fats are necessary and beneficial for health. Harvard School of Public Health recommends the opposite of the low fat message promoted for decades by the USDA and does not set a maximum on the percentage of calories people should get each day from healthy sources of fat. Healthy fats include polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats found in vegetable oils, nuts, seeds, and fish. Foods containing trans fats are to be avoided, blah 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 blah. Oh, no, no, no not blah, blah 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 blah. Foods containing trans fats are to be avoided while foods High in saturated fats like red meat, butter, cheese, ice cream, coconut, and palm oil negatively impact health and should be limited. Interesting. So saturated fat is bad for your health, apparently. But PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, found in vegetable oils, nuts, seeds, and fish, are totally good. They're totally healthy, guys. And uh, so these are these are here is your reason why the majority of people now, at least in the USA, have a condition or some something something is not right with them right and it's a, it's actually a smaller and smaller minority of people that are actually healthy, metabolically healthy and thriving because from you know since the be- the beginning of government, people have been getting Told this and that, and it's more often than not har- harmed them. If you look at the sa- so, they were demonizing saturated fat. They were demonizing cholesterol. Then, you know, it was the the low fat diet in the eighties. So fat was getting demonized. You know, then the the whole grains were the the best things, and sliced bread, and just constantly something is being pushed that is actually harmful so we have to really stop and evaluate what are we doing on a daily basis in terms of our diet and lifestyle is this are we doing it because it is truly healthy or is it just because an authority figure or a body told us to do that and we just blindly trusted the science or something like that right so the worst offenders, when it comes to the the oils and the fats to to avoid, would be things like safflower oil, which is seventy two to seventy eight percent linoleic acid. So this is that uh, omega six that is really inflammatory and very easily oxidizable and peroxidizable. And just the more of it you eat, you can rest assured the most health. Problems you're going to develop sooner or later. Evening primrose oil. Which is apparently good for women's health or whatever. We're, we're told. That's 65 to 80% linoleic acid. Then I'm going to skip the ones that are not too, too commonly used or known. Grape seed oil. Almost 70% linoleic acid. Hemp oil. Nearly or over 50%. Wheat germ oil cottonseed oil 54% linoleic acid corn oil so here we we're starting to these are these are fairly used in the in the USA corn oil walnut oil don't i'll never believe anybody telling me walnut oil is going to be good for me or good for my health soybean oil 50% linoleic acid sesame oil 45% linoleic acid if someone tells me Sesame oil, to use sesame oil because it's good for me, has healthy omega-3s or whatever, I will laugh in their face. Say, no, you you need to look into what these omega-6s are doing to your body. Like they're literally causing inflammation and damage to your, your organs and, and your tissues whilst they're in your body, literally. This is, this is the biggest driver of disease coupled with a lot of toxicity because the more toxicity you have in your body, the less detoxed you are, and the the less able, the the lower your antioxidant status is, the less able you are to deal with these oxidant or or peroxidation byproducts from you know PUFA PUFA damage, and the more damage is going to get caused in your body. So if if your if your oxidant le- antioxidant levels are at a good level, you'll be able to protect yourself for longer than the other person whose levels are not good at the nutritional status is poor but sooner or later the damage will accumulate where it will probably become visible and again it's it's a matter of time look at if you look at how many health conditions young people now are developing is you know never mind the kids but uh, you know with autism ADHD and the allergies and all this stuff but look at even like teenagers uh, diabetes uh, is getting diagnosed earlier and earlier and earlier, autoimmunity, even you have what's it called um early onset Alzheimer's is a thing it's huge like people are getting sicker and sicker younger and younger. other things rice bran oil garbage poison these things are poisons, yes, they might have nutritional value, but overall. The net gain is it a gain or is it a loss when you when when you take these things? My view is that it's an overall loss. So you might maybe get some vitamin E with these oils because a lot of them they or some of them they use they use them to extract vitamin E out of. So you might get some vitamin E, maybe some other stuff in there. But the net is it a net gain? Having those let's say hundred or hundred calories or twenty grams of the. That particular fat or oil, I believe it's a net long-term. Not not necessarily right now, but overall, long-term, it's a net loss. Almonds, 24%. So a quarter of, of almonds' fat is linoleic acid. Where are we at? Where the hell did I... Okay, so canola oil... 17.8%, 17.8%, sunflower oil, 20%, chicken fat. This is actually, for me, it was another sort of come to Jesus moment a few weeks ago. I was like, man, I was like so into getting chicken wings, organic chicken wings. They're cheap. They, lots, lots of bones to give to the dog, lots of skin, which means lots of collagen. But then I realized, well, what are these chickens? Yes, even organic chickens are going to be getting fed quite a lot of uh, grain. It's just the cheapest thing to... If you're, quote-unquote, not mass-producing on a great scale, but if you're producing uh, significant uh, amounts of chicken, you're going to be you know, using using grain. There is no other way around it, right? So I've actually started cu- cutting back on, on the chicken, especially the chicken wings. Now the chicken pieces we get... There or the organic stuff, they have less skin, more sort of meat, and yeah, that's what I've kind of switched to. But I, I generally generally just prefer beef because you just don't have these problems as much for for various reasons, including the fact that the 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 cattle have multiple stomachs and whatever the whatever way the bacteria transform some of these fats into saturated fats so there's actually less saturated fat even I suppose even if the the animals eat grain there's some of that is getting converted the omega-6 is getting converted to saturated fat so there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why I prefer beef uh, nice organic beef especially ground beef because you get more collagen it's a more balanced um, meal as opposed to just muscle meat. And then, okay, egg yolk is actually 16 percent linoleic acid. This is, again, something I hadn't really, uh, I didn't really know, to be honest. And it's kind of, because I, I like eggs, but now I'm I'm a little bit, I, I don't limit them per se, but I, I don't go crazy on the egg yolks, basically. Linseed oil, 14.5, 14.2%. linoleic acid and then here it says lard is only 10% linoleic acid but again this is probably old stats or wherever they got this data uh i think this is bs because if these pigs are eating a ton of grains then they're gonna have much more omega-6 pufas or linoleic acid right so i wouldn't trust lard anymore i don't think i'm gonna be using the lard that i bought to make to make chips uh fries. So yeah, so these are all the ones I listed. I well except egg yolk, right? Egg yolk. I, I will eat continue to eat egg yolks, but the other stuff that I talked about here grapeseed oil, cottonseed, corn oil, soybean oil, sesame oil, almonds and almond oil, peanut oil, lard, linseed oil. I wouldn't I wouldn't even buy these things. Never mind, use them. Now, in restaurants, sometimes you're gonna get a little bit, so you have to be cognizant of that. If I if I if I am going to a restaurant now, I will definitely have some vitamin E with me. I usually we, when we go to restaurants, I take a little bottle of supplements with some just just the basic things that we're gonna take that day. Not that I'm not that we're orthorexic. It's just. We've been we've been doing the supplementing thing for five six years now so well that we're just good at it. It becomes habit. So a lot of these things, you know, my some of my clients they they forget at at first they forget to take their supplements and I just tell them, look, just stick with it for a few weeks. It will become second nature. And then you, you it's like leaving leaving the house. You check got my keys, got my sunglasses, got my wallet, got my phone and if you're going out for lunch did, did we throw a few supplements in a little in a little bottle right so <clears throat> definitely vitamin e i'd be bringing to that or you take it in the morning before lunch or dinner or whatever just having your vitamin e stores can really protect from the peroxidation of these poofas when they're in your body and, and and they're they're either stored or they're getting metabolized in some fashion so those are the ones i would stay away like the plague, like literally, this is. I can't think of anything more more destructive in in the diet now. We, we without including other like actual poisons, you know, like ethanol and drugs and and stuff like that and pharmaceuticals. I'm talking about diet wise. There is no more poisonous thing than this than these fats that I talked about. And, uh, you know, some people might say sugar, but the more I research it and experiment on myself, the more I realize that carbs are not really the problem. Even like I I, I eat a lot of honey now. And uh, some days I'll eat up to 300 grams, 300 grams of honey and just feel really good. I don't have blood sugar issues, have lots of energy. My brain is working really well. And I believe if if there's if you don't have any of these PUFAs in your diet, these omega sixes, uh, or as little as possible, sugar and carbs uh, they won't be problematic. It's in fact there was some studies here I was, I've been looking at. I'm probably doing an episode about it. It's because it's so interesting. But got some studies here and papers. Uh, one of them is called Honey and Diabetes: The Importance of Natural Simple Sugars in Diet. For preventing and treating different types of diabetes. So this is a, a, a treatment for diabetes, honey, right? Honey is a treatment for diabetes. I know people, many people listening to that, will be like, that's what, like, are you, are you crazy? Are you serious? It is true. It's in the, it's in the, what's the journal called? Oxidative Medical Cell Longevity, something like that. Oxidative Medicine and Cellular Longevity. That's the journal 2018 where this paper was published. Oxidative Medicine and Cellular Longevity. (coughs) Excuse me. And then there was another paper that they cite. uh, What's it called? Honey. So this is in the journal Endocrinology and Metabolic Syndrome. Which is you know, all about this kind of stuff, honey. This is the name of the paper. Honey as a sole treatment of type two diabetes mellitus. So they they tried and there's 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 studies and there's they they're using fructose and stuff like that to treat diabetes. <clears throat> so and the results are mixed because you know they they only change small amounts of parameters. So if you Take the the seed oils out of a person's diet. I I, I think you, you can get away with a lot, and like not not only survive but thrive, right? So yeah, that that, that was my little um, tangent about sugar is not so bad, but in an envi- in a context of a lot of omega six poofers in the diet, it can be bad as well. So the fats to eat. Are very very few and it's very simple. So we're talking butter, ghee, saturated animal fats, right? Suet, which I, I'm not sure how common that is, but suet is good. And you can use olive oil, it still has some linoleic acid, something like 10 to 12 percent, has some pufas. But not as much as other stuff, so you can you can use that. So yeah, so coconut oil has a little bit, like maybe two percent pufas, mostly saturated fat, a little bit of monounsaturated fat. So so butter, uh, what I use is butter, coconut oil, and it's kind of it's kind of disappointing. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not saying it's easy to just switch to to these things, but you know I had a few jars of nice duck fat. And it really gives whatever you're cooking. The duck fat just gives it a pretty amazing flavor. So I have do- those now, and I'm I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with them. I I don't think I'm gonna be. I knowing I cannot knowing knowing what I know. I cannot knowingly put this on the table for my family to eat. I just really can't knowing what I know. How. How damaging! So not only are these omega six PUFAs, me um uh what's the word precursors for the omegas for the um, inflammatory mediators that I talked about. So the eicosanoids, prostaglandins, leukotrienes, uh, thromboxanes. Right. So these are literally. It's like eating them is giving the building blocks for inflammation in the body. To 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 kind of simplify it. So if you know that, if you really know that, and the fact that they they just are so fragile and they get damaged so easily, and when they do, they either deplete your antioxidants, or if you don't, if your antioxidants are already depleted, they dis- uh, not destroy, they damage stuff around them, and usually that's cellular components, blood vessels, stuff, organs, stuff you don't want damaged, damaged. So if you look at Alzheimer's and dementia. I I can I can almost guarantee that that's a big big um contributor these these seed oils and then you know if you look at sugar how sh- sugar consumption and disease go up in tandem it's similar if not exactly the same uh or very very similar with seed oil consumption and diseases so it, it looks like sugar is kind of now the scapegoat because because these seed oils are government-subsidized. The industry is in the USA and some other countries. And uh, they're, they're cheap. They're subsidized. There are a lot of calories in them, and they can be put in everything. And it's just a great business model to make a bunch of money. And maybe make some people sick along the way and then sell them some some treatments for the for their for whatever ails them, which is gonna be a lot of different things, if we continue eating dozens of grams of these daily. Imagine just I think they were saying like the average person in the States or in the Western world eats something like fifty to ninety grams of these, highly inflammatory, very easily damageable precursors to inflammatory mediators in the body. So that is a recipe for disaster. And I just wanted to share this with you. What I use is, again, I just use butter. I use, we have some ghee. I don't use it as much, but we do have ghee. A little bit of olive oil here and there for salads. We use that. Um, And what else? Coconut oil. So It's not as a versatile pantry as, let's say, our grandmas had. My granny would always cook with sunflower oil and just certain things you can't really, uh, with the coconut oil, you want to get deodorized if you want to use it for, for, for for savory dishes so you don't want that coconutty flavor. But at the end of the day, using two, three, four different things that are not going to cause literal literal damage in your body is probably a good trade off than having a little bit more versatility in your cooking oil of choice. And I think it's fairly easy to get rid of these from the home. Like we, don't, we don't ever buy these things and we never, you know, it's not hard to, to adapt your, your uh, cooking at home to just using butter, coconut oil, whatever else. But it's you have to think about maybe you are one of those people that has to eat out more, let's say, because your job or your travel schedule or you're just so busy, you have two kids and you don't have time um, to, to, to cook every meal or you're just a habit. So if you're getting a lot of processed food or restaurant food or takeout food, you have to start thinking, I suppose, what are some ways to ameliorate the damage so the way i like if i go to a restaurant now i might uh, ask for grilled meat or fish that is on a grill uh, so i would avoid uh, potato chips for example things that you know will be cooked in oil that is could be a few days old and could be rancid or, or oxidized already so you have to start thinking which foods like uh, for example if you go to like a salad Salad bar in these stores that have, like, you, you can just get salad by the weight. Uh, a lot of the, those who have canola or, or rapeseed oil. So you have to start understanding what, where could the poofers be hiding. And it's a lot of places. So you have to start really reading more labels, preemptively ordering food that you know will be less processed with them. And in the ideal situation, just cooking more more meals from scratch knowing what you put in them so these are kind of the solutions they're not nec- they're simple they're not necessarily easy for everybody but i think you know when you when you count when you take into account the price you pay for the convenience or for the yeah i guess the convenience it's literally it, it, the price is too high. Once you understand the risks, I suppose if you don't understand the risks now, it's one thing. But if you understand the risks, knowing this information that I'm sharing with you, and you continue continue to consume large amounts of these poofas, omega sixes, you are you're playing with fire. That's that's kind of how I'd say it. it's not it's not a really it's an inconvenient truth. We don't want to hear it. It's not fun to tell people because then you're just a party pooper. You're raining on my parade. I'm just trying to enjoy my 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 crisps, my chips, my Doritos, my tortilla chips, whatever else. But and if, if you don't care about your health long term, that's one thing. But people, I think a lot of people do care about their health. They're just not made aware of this. Or they weren't made aware of the, the actual dangers. Because you. I think it's so easy to, to look at um an oil. It's an oil. It's a food. How bad can a food be? But the, the fact is that it can be very bad. The, like if you start digging into it, you'll see these things are very dangerous to have high amounts of in the diet, right? So I think I'll leave it there. Um, not sure what what else i can add i think we just have to keep spreading awareness about this if you are already aware of this information great if you're doing something about it even better because again not knowing the information is one thing Actu- doing like stuff about it is the much more important thing so if you're doing the stuff great please maybe share this with some someone you love that needs to kind of Understand it a little bit, a little bit more, or hear it again, maybe to help them out. Um, that's that's all we can do. We just have to keep spreading the information, and hopefully, we with with enough of a critical mass, we can change the the trends. Because if if people start demand, for example, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you one final example. The there's a an organic brand of tortilla chips that they sell them. They're very nice. I used to eat them actually with chili flavor, then red paprika flavor, very nice. And there's about 25-30% of the product is sunflower oil. So I stopped buying them. But they also sell taco shells, which are with coconut oil. Now, obviously, there's there's, uh, production reasons for that because the taco shells have to be heated up in the oven so you don't want a bunch of... Uh, sunflower oil to start leaking, and it would be kind of gross. So there's a reason for that. But with a little bit of work, if people were demanding no seed oils in their in their tortillas, that company could could make that those chips with coconut oil. We just have to maybe flavor them a little bit more, or just add a little bit, tiny bit more salt, a bit more red pepper. They they will find ways to come out with a tortilla chip that is close, maybe it will never be the same as a Dorito or these organic tortilla chips, but it will be close enough People, if people demand this they they will get it I've seen Lay's chips, you know, the Frito Lay's I've seen them with olive oil here, they're not the same but again, if there's enough demand by people switching to things or or, or stopping buying this this poison, they will figure out ways to make healthier products until until then, we have to just stop buying the stuff and, and um, cook our own food and uh, just live, live like we did hundreds of years ago, basically. Pretend there's no stores, pretend, pretend there's no packaged food and it, it will make things a lot easier. It's not always easy. It's simple, simple, simple to say, easy to say, but not so easy in practice. But if we can at least start taking measures now, we will ameliorate a lot of the damage for example last last point if you're eating 50 or 80 grams of puffas every day if you can bring that down to 10 grams that is a huge reduction in your in your puffas and that really will will pay dividends for you uh in 10 20 30 40 years time and a lot of these things you won't you won't really feel them now but when you're forty, fifty, sixty, or or you know, ten years, twenty years down the line from now, you may, and this is what again we want to uh, get out of this wait for disease and then treat symptoms paradigm that that has been uh, that we've been indoctrinated with. We want to be proactive about our health and try to, if we're healthy, don't just think it will stay like that forever. I think it's, that's what I thought in my twenties and i was on a trajectory for very poor health had i not changed things we have to it's like the car the car you're constantly checking make, making sure that you have enough gas and every year you you um you get it serviced and all that good stuff uh, you you wash the car all that stuff so you take care of the car you make sure it's roadworthy but we are not taking care many people are not taking care of the the main vehicle the body and we have to we have to take care of it. And the, the, one of the most important things is to not put this poison that is seed oils. It's straight up poison. So yeah, th- 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 <clears throat> hope you found this useful. See you on the, see you on the next episode.